interesting topics to kick off your weekend. Looking at the news with an eye of faith. This is Friendly Fire with Stu Kearns on the Voice of Lincoln, 1499 3, KLIN. Good Saturday morning. It's a Friendly Fire Saturday. Stu Kearns, your host. Glad to have you along. It is, uh, oh man, oh man, we are getting so close to football season, one week away. And uh, if you're listening to this, you probably didn't travel to Ireland, or maybe you're listening to the podcast, I don't know. You maybe the, I don't know what you can get on your phone. I can get it on my phone in faraway places. I uh, hope you're enjoying the last, the dog days of summer. Uh, school has started, my kids are all gone and grown, so it doesn't mean as much this time of year. But I have a guest who is a familiar voice for many of you, might even be a familiar face. And he is still in the midst of the uh, school preparations. And so I don't know when he comes back and he, and he does this program with me, if I should call him Cody, which is his actual name, or if I should call him Kevin, because most of you know his voice as Kevin Thomas. But I, So I'm going to say I've got... Cody Kevin Thomas here in studio today. Thanks for being here. Yeah, it's great to be back. I love coming back to the studio whenever I get a chance and uh, dust off the pipes a little bit and, you know, just talk for a while. Well, that's what we're going to do. And uh, well, we're going to get into all the, or we're going to go with the highs and lows and all around the around the bend. Uh, you are currently, what's your title with the State Patrol? Uh, Public Relations Director. P- the PRD. Yeah, so... Um, <laughs> traditionally, this position is called PIO, okay. a public information officer. But in law enforcement, the word officer means something, and mm. I'm not a sworn officer. <laughs> so I, don't, I try not to use PIO uh, as much as I can. Other agencies do mm-hmm. um, because they are sworn officers doing this position. Mm-hmm. Uh, but for me, I'm, I'm not. I'm just a civilian. <laughs> and so we went with public relations director. Uh, I like that. I like that. By the way, we were having uh, off air, we were having this conversation. We were. You know, you're greeting people here in the newsroom and, and folks, and and uh, it's uh, some good, sweet, long-term relationships. But uh, but it does actually say on your badge, civilian. Yes. So this, this is a big deal. The distinction is clear. <laughs> they yes. Want, they want to know, how long have you been in that job now? A little over five years now since wow. I since I left the seat that you're currently in yes. to go over to the State Patrol. So it's been a little over five years. Wow. That time flight, does it seem mm-hmm. like five years? No. It's at yes in some ways and no in some ways. I mean, it's yeah. just been a blast. Mm. Uh, I get to work with a ton of great people, and mm. I get to travel the state a lot, which, I mean, I, I lo- I've never lived outside the state of Nebraska. I love the state of Nebraska, mm. and I get to see more of it than I ever had before, mm. uh, which is very cool, um, and get, a, get to be a part of a whole bunch of different communities as opposed to just the community of Lincoln. Um, so I've loved a lot of that, but it's, it, I'm, there's pieces of radio certainly that I miss and being back here brings back all the nostalgia of it and everything too. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. The, uh, the job It's funny. If you would have asked me, if you said, Hey, how long have I been there? I would have said, I don't know, couple, two, three years or something like that. Five years. It's flown by. It yeah. Totally flown by. Now, the last time I visited you at the, it was, um, it was over by the Department of Roads, uh, where the State Patrol office was. Yeah, down on Highway Two. Yes, and that's I literally like you could literally throw a baseball to where I grew up, and uh, just right across Seventeenth uh, Street there. Well, you could throw a baseball. Maybe I couldn't. But <laughs> maybe somebody a younger me. Maybe yes, Darren Erstead could throw a baseball. <laughs> yes, I'm confident of that. There, there we go. Um, but, uh, but in the meantime, uh, how long was it that uh, you you made a move? Yeah, about a year ago, we moved up to the old Verizon building. 
Um, and I've got to stop calling it the old Verizon building. It's the State <laughs> Patrol building now, so, but yeah. up north of um, Interstate 80, between it's you know just west of the I-180 interchange. So if oh. you if you're on Superior, let's say you're on Superior up by you know Walmart and Goodrich Middle School that area, yep. and you just stay on Superior. Uh, you swing right by us once you cross I-80. So it's oh. up there in the Highlands. Okay. Um, but there's a couple different ways to get to it, and. Hmm. Uh, it's significantly further from my house than than the old state patrol on Highway Two, so I've gotten used to a different commute. But uh, mm. we we love the building. It's mm. uh, it's a great space. There's a whole lot more of us in there because we mm. had been spread out at like five different offices around the city. Mm-hmm. Uh, so now there's a whole bunch more people in one place, and mm. I get to interact with um, not only our troopers and investigators on a daily basis, but we've got people who do the background checks for our criminal identification division. Our dispatchers are there in a, in a state-of-the-art mm-hmm. dispatch center. And then all our command staff and, and other people there, too. So uh, it, it's great to see a whole lot more people than I did when we were spread out all over the city. Yeah, yeah. Now, working for the State Patrol, you mentioned, I mean, I've heard some of the things locally. I don't know. Did, weren't you on a helicopter once? Oh, yeah, game? many or? times. I, yeah, yeah, I get to fly in the helicopter on game days every once in a while. And yeah. um, for Uncle Sam Jam, I've flown in the helicopter a few times, too. Uh, and then some uh, different missions, like uh, when they were doing flooding response in 2019, mm. I, I flew with the National Guard a couple times then, mm. uh, because that's something that uh, in the position I was in there, I could take pictures and video for media and then send it to media, because we can't get 20 reporters inside a helicopter, yeah. but we can get me inside a helicopter to send stuff to the reporters. And mm. so that's that's kind of the role I filled during uh, yeah. those the flooding and the blizzards of 2019. Yeah, yeah. Nebraska's a big state. We we just went on a trip uh, um, to uh, Wyoming, to Yellowstone, and then and then came through at a little slower pace and stopped by the Panhandle and so forth. Um, uh, what what are some parts of Nebraska that you've got to because of your job you've got to explore and see and that maybe you you wouldn't have seen any other way? Yeah. Because I think we think. Especially if you're from Lincoln, you think, oh, okay, there's a few bluffs around the river, and but it's mostly just cornfields and and maybe a hill here and there. But Nebraska's pretty diverse, right? Yes, yeah, I, I love the Panhandle. Uh, I get out there at least two or three times a year um, for a few days every time. And my family had we'd done vacations at Fort Robinson before, so I was familiar with like, the northern Panhandle. Mm-hmm. But I've spent a lot more time in Scotts Bluff and got to know our troopers and the investigators who work there mm-hmm. uh, and those communities as well. Um, down in the area, if you go south of North Platte, mm-hmm. uh, or if you've never been south of North Platte, and you're just you're thinking I-80, everything, it's, yeah. it's flat right around there. You get about 15 miles south of North Platte. There's some incredible hills, mm-hmm. rolling landscapes. It's really cool between there and McCook. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I've spent some time down there. That's really cool. I love mm-hmm. northeast Nebraska uh, with all the rolling bean fields and things like that. It's just mm-hmm. it's so cool, especially this time of year when everything's super green yeah. uh, out in the fields. It, it's so, so cool. Um, get up toward like the Ponca area. Um, so I've seen a lot more of Nebraska. A lot of it I had seen before, but mm-hmm. I'm seeing it much more regularly now, which is really cool. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, the uh, Again, you're doing uh, a PR, uh, public relations, and, and media kind of stuff now that you, you've always kind of been in media one way or the other. Mm-hmm. What's it like being on this uh, that side of media as opposed to the coverage side of media? I think having worked uh, here at KLIN, um, for the 10 years I did, uh, that 
definitely helped me get into that side of it because I understood what was what was expected of uh, the the PIO, whoever that is. Yeah. So just knowing from a reporter standpoint what I wanted, mm-hmm. uh, I was able to deliver that a little more regularly, I hope, um, to all media, not just here on the radio, but all over the state of Nebraska because I, I get to deal with um, – uh, reporters from TV, radio, uh, newspapers, online, all sorts of stuff all over the entire state. So mm-hmm. I've got relationships now with reporters from Omaha to Scotts Bluff and Sioux City to McCook. I mean, it's it's super cool who I get to work with and in all sorts of different markets around the entire state. Yeah, yeah. When you uh, when you reflect back on your many years in radio, uh, what, what are some of the things that, I mean, hey, I've got a job I mostly love, but there are some things that I <laughs> that I don't love. Uh, but when you look back on your time and you think, well, what were the, the the things I really missed the most? What would be on the short list of things you missed the most? Oh man, uh, just the live shows. I, that's mm-hmm. those are so fun, and I got to do a live show for ten years. Mm-hmm. Um, whether it was on drive time or then in the morning uh, with Jack, it, that just the unexpected, not knowing which direction things are going to go and having to be quick on your feet. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that's a lot of fun, uh, interacting with listeners in that way. That's a lot of fun. Um, it, it's kind of sad to say it this way, but I really enjoy severe weather coverage for that same reason. <laughs> yeah. Uh, because it's, I mean, it's, it's super intense. It's election night type stuff. It's, mm-hmm. there's always something happening and you don't know what's going to happen next. So you've got to be on your toes. You've got to be ready to go in whichever mm-hmm. direction you need to. Um, those type of moments, I, those are fun. Uh, I find a little bit of that in what I do now. Um, mm-hmm. it, there's not as much unpredictable things, but mm-hmm. it, I mean, it, it does occur, but it's not always as has to happen right at this very moment. Yeah. I mean, there's also something to knowing that the people are listening and their safety is, is going to be impacted oh, yeah. by you doing your job well. Yeah. Understanding that, that people are depending, and there's definitely that in the law enforcement side of things that. Um, people are depending on the information that we're delivering, mm-hmm. uh, whether that's through radio or through me at the State Patrol now. Uh, there are a lot of times where I'm delivering information that I know will make a difference. Yeah. Um, and one of those ways are like Amber Alerts or Endangered mm-hmm. Missing Advisories, things like that. Um, yeah. When we have giant snowstorms and we got road closures and things like that or something that information needs to be delivered immediately. Mm-hmm. Um, we have those avenues, whether it's through our media partners or through social media yeah. to get those out. And so that's very similar. I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah. Yeah. We'll take a little break. When we come back, uh, I know that uh, you have at least one chance a year <laughs> to scratch <laughs> that radio itch. And that is coming up next month. So right after the break, I want to talk about Team Jack. That yeah, sound good? Definitely. All right. It's a Friendly Fire Saturday talking with Kevin Cody Thomas. Uh, I don't know how else to say it. Cody That's Kevin right. Thomas? Close enough? I'm I'm Cody. It's okay. One one day a year I'm still Kevin though. <laughs> okay. Nice. Uh, Cody Thomas here. Uh uh he is not the P I O but the what are the letters again? P R D. P R D. The <laughs> For a very convoluted reason, but it makes sense. Trust me. It's a Saturday, <laughs> Saturday morning here on uh, 1400, The Voice of Lincoln, uh, KLIN. Keeping the topics lively and the conversation civil, this is Friendly Fire with Stu Kurtz on The Voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. We are back. It's Friendly Fire Saturday talking with uh, Cody Thomas here. 
uh, from the State Patrol, but also Cody Thomas previously, uh, Kevin Thomas here, and one aspect of your old radio job, mm-hmm. you resurrect uh, one day a year. Tell me about that. Yeah, that's uh, the Team Jack Radiothon, which we started um, 10 years ago now. This is our our 10th that's coming up. And so I remember back to that very first one we did in Atkinson where it was me, uh, Jack Mitchell, and uh, Dave Miller. We were all up there. We stayed in a hotel room, the three of us. And then we drove in O'Neill. So we drove from O'Neill to Atkinson, did the Radiothon all day, and then everybody drove back that night. And uh, that very first one was, I think we raised $40,000. Uh, we felt really good about that, and mm. now we're nine years later, and we're hoping, fingers crossed, that we might be able to raise a total of a million dollars uh, over the course of the 10 years. Wow. So, we're, I mean, we're close. We're within shouting distance of a million dollars total for the Team Jack Foundation mm-hmm. uh, if we have a good Radiothon next month. Wow. That, and then uh, what's and what's the date of that? When is it going to It's going to be September 29th. It's a Thursday, so the last Thursday in September. And mm-hmm. the, the significance of that date is that's the, the 10th anniversary of the Tunnel Walk game, where, if you remember, Jack led the team out in the Tunnel Walk. This is mm-hmm. before the spring game run and, and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, the first the T-shirt drive that Team Jack did, so there were about 10,000 Team Jack T-shirts in the stadium that night. Mm-hmm. And then Jack led the team out for the Tunnel Walk. Um, it's mm-hmm. the 10th anniversary of that game, so September 29th this year. And uh, I know we'll be here on KLIN and radio stations all across the state again. Yeah, so how many stations roughly participate in this? Uh, you know, it, it's different year to year. I think we've got some new participants this year, and how they participate is mm-hmm. different on KLIN. We're on the air all day, right? Mm-hmm. So from 7 a.m. To, to 6 in the evening. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are some stations that will join for a couple hours at a time, and then they'll go back to regular programming, or they'll take the Radiothon the entire day themselves, mm-hmm. uh, or some will take the stuff that we produce, and then they'll basically do their own Radiothon, which is mm-hmm. totally fine. So that's why everything that we do is is pre-recorded, mm-hmm. uh, except the stuff that we're doing live uh, on location, yeah. um, so that other radio stations can use it how they see fit. Because, I mean, the goal isn't to get our voices on every radio station. The goal is to raise as much money as possible for Team yeah. Jack. Yeah. So whatever the local radio station thinks will help them do that the best, that's what we want to do. Yeah, yeah. There, uh, what a, uh, Again, a crazy turn of events that I think uh, Jack, uh, he's still doing okay, right? Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. His, but then his, his father's uh, mm-hmm. passing. How long ago was that? It was uh, last year. Was our first radiothon since, so it's been not quite two years since mm-hmm. Andy passed. Uh, just a, such a uh, again a, a an odd turn of events. Uh, uh, how that could happen that way, but uh, how has that impacted your work? And I mean, he was such a, a central figure. Yeah. In this whole deal. Um, so the, the thing that Andy brought to the table more than anything was just energy. Yeah. Um, he was constant, constant energy. And, and the Radiothon is his brainchild. He, I remember um, being here at the radio station one day when he called and said, hey, the T-shirt drive was great, but can we do a Radiothon too? I said, <laughs> well, Andy, I've never done a Radiothon, but I don't see why not. Yeah. Um, and so he just ideas and energy for days and days yeah. and days. And so uh, we certainly miss him. And, yeah. um, and I think that his impact has been felt for a a lot of people even Mm -hmm. far outside the borders of nebraska and the cool thing that i don't think many people quite grasp is how much of a 
a family the team jack uh, families are mm -hmm. so there are i mean there's dozens of them now in nebraska that are connected with team jack and they go mm -hmm. outside of nebraska too to connect with team yeah. jack too so what andy would do is I, I don't know how many times i've done an interview with a family where they tell me so we get this diagnosis and then we get a phone call from andy hoffman and so it's like he he's able to find out. I mean, HIPAA and all that I'm sure is is was followed, but uh, mm -hmm. he gets connected with these families mm -hmm. uh, and then can immediately provide support. Mm -hmm. And so that's one of the cool things about Team Jack that I don't think a lot of people realize. Yeah, we're raising money for the foundation for fundraising for uh, research and things like that. Uh, but the community that they've created as a, a group of families who are either going through the battle, have already been through the battle, um, mm -hmm. some of their children have lost that fight. Uh, but they're, mm -hmm. I mean, they're all together and they're all there to provide support. And, and Andy was instrumental in that, absolutely. And so is there anybody really who can fill that gap? Or does well, that... Bree has, um, Jack's mom, and there are plenty of others in that group who have stepped up. Mm -hmm. um, one family that I really like to talk about is... Um, Oliver's family, and they're from Omaha. They were actually Team Jack uh, contributors before Oliver was diagnosed. Mm -hmm. So, they, I mean, they were already a part of this wow. before they even got that diagnosis. And so they've been, I mean, they're they're on the board. Um, they're very much involved mm -hmm. in Team Jack and help out with organizations. Other families who have unfortunately lost a child to pediatric brain cancer, they've stayed involved. Um Nate mm -hmm. Wagner's mom, Monica, she's in the Elkhorn area. She's heavily involved. Mm -hmm. uh, Olivia Swedberg's mom, she's out in uh, the North Platte area. She's still heavily involved, even though it's been a few years since Olivia passed now. Mm -hmm. So it's it's just amazing how connected they stay. And they're, it's, it takes time to heal, for sure, especially if you've lost a child. Uh, mm -hmm. And I'm sure that, that never goes away. Mm -hmm. um, but you learn how much you can help other people. And I think they, that's been really cool to see. And when I talk to the Team Jack families, they're as much appreciative of that as they are of all the dollars that Team Jack has raised. Mm -hmm. Take me back 10 years ago because you were – so uh, Andy comes to you. He says, hey, let's do a radiothon. And that's – as far as I know, although the Internet is, is full of information – that's pretty specific. That's, you know, how, how do you do a radiothon? How do you, how do you make it engaging and interesting and, mm -hmm. and, and yet also get the money going on? So if, if I talked to 10 years ago, Cody, what would, you, what were some of the things that, where did you start? Uh, I walked right across the hall to Froggy 98, uh, -huh. uh cause they have been doing the St. Jude's radiothon for, mm. oh man, um, uh, they're probably in their 15th, 16th year. I don't know exactly where they are, but they, mm -hmm. they had, they had an established radiothon going for St. Jude's mm -hmm. and St. Jude does this radiothon all over the country. So mm -hmm. they'll come into Lincoln for, I can't, I think February is when Froggy does their radiothon. And so they come in for a couple of days. They're super intense. They, they do it. And the St. Jude people are like the organizers. And then the talent comes from like Gary and the, and the entire Froggy team. So having that already set up, we were able to kind of mimic a little bit of what they do, okay. uh, but we do it differently in that we want the radio stations to have a little bit more ownership, but we're still providing a lot of the content, mm -hmm. which is what St. Jude does. Mm -hmm. uh, so all the stories, even some of the local stories, St. Jude produces those and then they give them to mm -hmm. the stations. So we're doing that same type of thing, just local to Nebraska. So. Uh, the model was already there. Uh, we just mm -hmm. tried to emulate it the best we could, and 
Uh, we've had a, a ton of success with it. And the cool thing is we have a lot of stations who do both the St. Jude Radiothon and the mm -hmm. Team Jack Radiothon because they're opposite sides of the year. Mm -hmm. uh, most of the St. Jude ones are um, late winter, early spring, and then ours is usually mm -hmm. early fall or late, late summer. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to stop for a, a, a second break here. When we come back, um, I do want to talk a little bit more about Team Jack. We'll get to Huskers eventually, I okay. promise, because, you know, it's right around the corner. But, oh, yeah. But uh, for those who've listened, uh, and if you haven't, you need to listen this year. Uh, if, you know, if you're in the car, if you're at home, if you're in a situation where you can, because there's there's some things that, uh, that uh, again, I, uh, I, I know it's a part of your personality and just the way that you do things, but there are some aspects uh, to uh, the uh, Team Jack uh, um, uh, marathon uh, that, uh, that really, really click and really work. And, and I know that's not by accident. That's, uh, that's <laughs> called hard work and planning. Uh, so let's talk about that after the break, okay? okay? Yep. All right. It's a Friendly Fire Saturday. Talking with Cody Thomas here. Uh, glad to have you on The Voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. Interesting topics to kick off your weekend. Looking at the news with an eye of faith. Friendly Fire with Stu Kearns, 1499.3 KLIN. Rolling right along on a Saturday morning here, talking with Cody Thomas. And... Um, we were, uh, before the break, talking about Team Jack and all the work there, and uh, I'm going to brag on you just a little bit here, and then I want you to kind of explain and, and take me into that process a little bit. But but one of the things uh, that almost any good uh, telethon, radiothon, whatever, that has to it is the, is the storytelling. Yeah. Because that's what really engages people. It's like, oh, these are real people and real diseases and... And real suffering, and wow, I mean, I'm, I could help alleviate that a little bit. And, uh, and so how did that uh, process, be, because uh, you and the other ones who do it are, are really good at this, of how do you get the stories, and how do you record them, and how do you, uh, how do you uh, 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 what's that process like? Because it's, it's crucial to what you produce. Yeah, so I try to wait as close to Radiothon Day as possible to start producing these because I want them to be as up-to-date as possible for the families because um, mm -hmm. a lot of the, a lot of these kids are still going through treatment or they've mm -hmm. got let's say they're even if they even if they're in remission they mm -hmm. still have scans once every six months or 12 months and so mm -hmm. a scan date may actually be happening super close mm -hmm. uh, so I I just want to give them as much opportunity to tell the the most up-to-date story as possible mm -hmm. um, and sometimes we have to supplement I know we've even had a, a kid go through a scan on the day of the radiothon and text me saying hey thumbs up all's looking good and so we were able to report mm -hmm. that which is pretty amazing yeah. um, so next week we'll we'll start doing all of our family interviews mm -hmm. uh, and we'll we'll usually end up doing about 20 um, mm -hmm. family interviews a year um, and it, when it when it first started we did six Mm. Um, and so of those six, I'm, let me try it off the top of my head, see if I can remember them. Jack was one for sure. Uh, Evan, Seth, Emma, Maddie, and I'm blanking on our, our sixth. We had six, uh, Tyson, uh, Ty Zimmer. Mm. Um, and so we had six kids that first year. I'm still connected with all of those families. 
Uh, we'll do an update on most of them. Seth is in college now, wow. uh, so he. I don't. I'm not. I'm not interviewing his parents anymore. We're talking straight to him. Mm. Uh, Ty's family is still heavily involved, even though he had actually passed before that first mm. radiothon. Uh, I'll talk to his mom, Liz, coming up here uh, mm. next week, and so we'll get an update on just basically uh, what's going on in their lives. They have they have a foundation themselves, Ty's Treasure Chest, mm. um, and so that's something that we do an update on every year. Uh, Maddie's in college; she's here at UNL, so we'll mm. we'll talk, get an update on her. Mm. Um, it's it's really interesting to have followed these families throughout such a important period of their life, but it's become a long period of their life that we've mm -hmm. talked to all of those families and have expanded just as the team Jack community has expanded. Yeah. Um, we've, we, we, at some point we have too many volunteers. Uh, we only have 11 hours a day and we want to do 21 kids stories throughout the day. Uh, mm -hmm. so unfortunately we can't fit everybody who's willing to do an interview. We can't fit them all in. Mm -hmm. Uh, and that's, that's the cool thing that they, they really want to help and they're mm -hmm. willing to help. Um, so we, there, there's new kids every year, but some of those, some of those stories are kids we talked to 10 years ago now. Wow. Um, and, and some of the families, some of the kids are doing really well. Unfortunately, um, Emma passed away about two years ago. Mm. And so her story's definitely different than it was that, that first year when she was barely a year old. Yeah. So, um, yeah, there's a lot of interviews and we, the, some of those interviews last an hour long and we turned it into about a three minute radio yeah. story and, um, how many of those of the first six did you do? How many of those did you do? All, all of them. them. Yeah, I've so, I've done all of the interviews for for all of all the Team Jack. So stories. you're doing you're doing twenty interviews then mm -hmm. over the next month. Yeah, and uh, COVID changed it a lot a couple of years ago because I was doing a lot of these in person, mm -hmm. which was amazing. I love doing that. Uh, but these are cancer patients, so mm. whatever we can do to, to help keep them safe. Mm -hmm. uh, we started doing them over the phone a couple of years ago, and uh, some of them will be in person again this year as people have gotten a little more comfortable mm -hmm. and um, situations have obviously changed. But uh, we were very cautious the last couple of years just to make sure that they they were comfortable and felt safe. Mm -hmm. um, so... Yeah, well, we'll get, it'll be great great to get back and see him in person and do a lot of these interviews in person again. Um, but, yeah, there was a lot of travel before and then just a lot of time on the phone the last yeah. couple of years. Wow. I, I I just couldn't imagine that you did all of them because uh, I guess maybe I, I – maybe, of course, I didn't listen to all of it, but – uh, that is a ton of work. This is uh, this must be a labor of love. It's yeah. I mean, and I've gotten to these families have become part of my family, and I've mm. become part of theirs. And so they, I mean, they know my kids. We know mm. their kids, and so it's it's mm. really cool to have that connection with so many of them. Mm -hmm. um, but it's not. It's certainly not just me. We've got uh, past KLIN voices who help out. Uh, yeah. We have current KLIN voices who help out. And so all the kids' stories are voiced by somebody else, not me. Oh. Um, because So I do all the interviews and, and arrange everything. And then um, Nikki, who you probably remember from yeah. KLIN. Sure. Um, uh, Carly from KLIN in the past. And then Amy Graham, the general manager of the broadcast house, she does it every year. So she mm. voices some stories. So there's, uh, we'll pull people from B107.3 over to help out and, mm. and provide some voices for those stories. So it's not mm. my voice for 11 straight hours, <laughs> uh, which I think a lot of people would end up turning the radio off pretty quick. <laughs> All right, hour four of this same guy. Let's yeah. Let's find somebody else. <laughs> well, see, now that's a little behind the scenes there of uh of how we how we make the sausage here 
in the old radio business. Um, there, um, what I mean, it's really a privilege to be involved in something like this. Um, can you, how how would you say personally that this has changed you just as a as a person and the way you, for example, I know that. Uh, one of the things we've all seen through COVID is that, that crisis just changes you mm-hmm. and, and you see what's, what's really most important and things that just really aren't that important just kind of flake away. Uh, what are some of the, you know, what are some of those takeaways for you, for your family as you've been doing this now for 10 years? Yeah. When I started this, I wasn't a dad yet and mm. I've got two kids who are in school. Um, mm. So it, it's, it's a perspective. Um, it's great for aligning your perspective where it needs to be. Um, and I, there's one distinct moment that I remember thinking that my daughter who was, I can't remember how, she, how old she was, maybe two or three thinking, mm-hmm. oh man, I don't want her to have allergies. Mm-hmm. And that was the same time that I'm getting ready to go and interview uh, a family who has a, a kid just barely older than my daughter who has a brain tumor. And so it really kind of sets your perspective right. Mm-hmm. I mean, we can deal with allergies. They're dealing with their brain tumor, and and they're they're willing to help out. They're they're mm-hmm. grounded in their faith, which I think is amazing. That so many of these families have such strong faith, and mm-hmm. uh, and and that has affected me a lot. Mm-hmm. I've uh, my family's centered around faith too, and so to have mm-hmm. that connection with all of them as well, that's mm-hmm. been really cool. Um, and so I think. In some ways, it, it's when I when I left the radio station five years ago and went over to the patrol. This was like the one thing that I wanted to keep doing for mm-hmm. sure. Mm-hmm. And the cool thing was that Team Jack wanted me to keep doing it, and the radio station wanted me to keep doing it, and the mm-hmm. state patrol wanted me to keep doing it. And so it mm-hmm. was. I was so excited that that was able to continue, and mm-hmm. now into year ten. Um, I, I don't know what the last ten years would would be like without this. You know, month and a half, two month effort toward the end of the year, um, mm-hmm. where or toward at least this time of year, right around the start of football season, every time, mm-hmm. where it's it, that's how we mark the calendar. It's like mm-hmm. it's Team Jack month, wow. and I think that's that's super cool that that's been a part of my life. It's been a part of my family's lives, and uh, and I've got to make so many cool connections. That's awesome. One last break when we come back. I don't know if you have anything to plug or not. We always do a shameless sure. plug. Sure. Well, Team Jack. Well, <laughs> we can well, do that. That's true. We'll do it. We need more information. And so we're going to do that. And then also, hey, we got to talk a little bit of Huskers. Yeah, got to. I mean, you haven't. Yeah, Just because you're not in this broadcast house doesn't mean you're not following the Huskers. Very true. In fact, rumor is you're actually following them from a helicopter. Sometimes. Around the stadium. Sometimes. <laughs> that, oh, somebody has a cool job. <laughs> uh, uh, you can guess who that is. It's a Friendly Fire Saturday, talking with Cody Thomas here. Uh, Glad to have you along on The Voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. Bringing you local voices to break down the news of the week. Friendly Fire with Stu Kurds on The Voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. We are back. It's a Friendly Fire Saturday, and it is time in the program. I'm talking here with Cody Thomas uh, for a shameless plug. There's so many things we could plug today. Mm-hmm. But uh, so I don't know. You just I just say plug away, whatever's on your mind. Okay, I'll give you a seatbelt one mm-hmm. for the State Patrol. Always wear your seatbelt. Just do it. It's the right thing to do. And I will take your advice. I always wear my seatbelt. Excellent. Um, <laughs> the other one, let's do Team Jack. TeamJackFoundation.org is the website. And so the Radiothon is September 29th, 
So we've got a little bit of time before we get there. Um, you'll hear Jack and Caleb talking about it here on KLIN as we get closer and closer and closer. So, and then Jack's going to be a part of it again, which is super cool that mm-hmm. he comes out all the way out to Elwood for the first several hours of the Radiothon and then rushes back to do the Friday Husker tailgate the next morning. So <laughs> it's a circus for him, but for him to still be a part of it after all these years is awesome. So it's year yeah. 10 for both of us. You know, he likes a circus, I think. I, he enjoys a circus, I yes. I think so. I think, and, and, I, and I get, there's a sense of which, you you know, the two of you talking about things together in those live segments that there's, there's a passion there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so, we, we have a lot of fun. If we could get on a microphone, we would just go and go and go. Oh, absolutely. All right, we got to talk a little bit of Huskers here. Uh, you know, we're going to find out for sure what this team is really like in the mm-hmm. next few weeks. What are the – let's start here. What are some of the keys that you are looking for uh, in these first couple of games? You know, um, I think the most encouraging thing I've heard from fall camp, because everybody's focused on the quarterbacks, right? Yep. Um, and whether that's Casey or Chuba or uh, Logan, I mean, who, whoever it ends up being, I, my guess is Casey, but mm-hmm. whoever it ends up being, uh, to hear Mark Whipple say after, I think it was the last scrimmage last weekend, um, that, they're, that they were really good with the football. Mm. L- fewer turnovers. I think that's going to be the biggest thing for yeah. me because that's, I mean, nothing against Adrian, but yeah. that was the thing that kind of plagued Nebraska yeah. at critical critical moments in the last few years um be careful with the football i mean if if you win the game 16 to 14 or something like that or some crazy score where you're just in the teens but you don't turn the ball over i would take that a hundred times out of a (laughs) hundred as opposed to losing 45 to 42 or or something like that where you score a ton of points but you turn the ball over at a critical time so and i think nebraska fans are all on that boat right oh absolutely just get find a way to get the w and and we all know that turnovers are going to do that so i think that's that's been the 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 one thing I was listening for is protecting the football, and to hear Mark Whipple say that after the last scrimmage. Now, mm-hmm. I know they're not done with the, the, the full fall camp and everything, but um, mm-hmm. that's what I'm going to look for. Yeah, yeah. Um, what, about, what about the defense? Because some, some have said that they think the defense, I was hearing one uh, commentator, I think it was on Sports Nightly, but he, he was saying that the, uh, he thinks the defense is going to be fairly salty, and they may kind of need to carry the team for the first few games until yeah. the offense kind of gets well, into I, can, rhythm. I mean i can see i can see the linebackers playing a, a huge role and if they are carrying the team at the beginning mm-hmm. of the season i can mm-hmm. totally see it from the linebacking core as being part of that sounds like they're deep uh sounds like they've got a lot of people yeah. who are very active uh, i'm interested in this this new guy that they just brought in on the front uh, mm-hmm. As well on the defensive line, so I, you know, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing what the defense has against Northwestern. Um, I'm not sure if we'll know for sure what the defense has until Oklahoma, though. I think you're right. So I I I don't know. I'm 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 optimistic. I don't know. I feel like I'm more optimistic this year than I have been in the last couple of years. Um, <laughs> I probably said that last year too, and yeah. maybe even the year before. But I mean, there's they, yeah. it seems like. We all saw what needed to be addressed or mm-hmm. that uh, something needed to be addressed, and they've yeah. put forth a what seems like an excellent effort at that. Yeah. So I'm, I'm optimistic that this could be a good year. Yeah, I think so too. I, uh, I've always um, 
well, okay, I'm the ultimate Husker homer. You know, I always think we're going to win. I always think there's going to be a way they're going to find it, and they're just right around the corner. So it's a disease that's birthed of a baby boomer whose first memories are of 1970. So I, <laughs> it's a curse. I just can't get away from it. But there seems to objectively be, with the transfer portal and the coaching changes, there's, there, there seems to be kind of a new skip in their step, doesn't there? Yeah, and I think that's maybe a mixture of all of the new pieces with our eternal optimism as Husker fans. Mm-hmm. Um, we absolutely want the best for the team and we've got people, it seems like now who are um, as invested, I would hope a- mm-hmm. as we are as fans in, in seeing this thing get to where we want it to be. Um, I think, I don't think there's anybody out there who doesn't want Scott Frost to be the right guy to, to succeed in this role. And he's made some impressive moves. The defense was awesome last year. Um, go get a, an offensive coordinator like Mark Whipple that everything we've heard, especially last year's pit performance, everybody thinks that's, Mm -hmm. that's going to be something that may translate at least the, the way the offense runs. So I'm curious to see how the offense works. I'm curious to see all the, all the new faces on the offense and, uh, even at the running back spot, and I'm hearing Ramir Johnson as running back slash wide receiver now. That's intriguing too, because mm-hmm. it seemed like he's he was the type of guy that until he got hurt late in the season was uh, exceeding expectations. So, yeah. so his ceiling may be even higher yet. Well, that's the other thing. It's uh, the run game. Okay, we all we all know we have to be you know run pass, and that's the the modern world and all that kind of stuff. But uh, the running backs room seems to be filled with some pretty talented. Yeah, they were seeing like four or five guys, guys now. Yeah. So, um, you know what, Coach Applewhite, I'm I'm excited to see what that room looks like. Um, mm-hmm. But I wouldn't it be cool if I mean Nebraska has always, not always, but Nebraska has a lot of the times had the stable running back, like the guy, right, the mm-hmm. stud. Mm-hmm. Um, except you, I mean, you can look back in like the early nineties with Calvin Jones and Derek Brown and, and run at the same time, that type of thing. But it would be really cool if you had one guy who just seized the job and mm. ran with it. Yeah. Um, I don't know that that's happened. I'm hoping that that hasn't happened, or at least we don't know about it yeah. because you've got too many, two guys that are three guys, four guys who are yeah. neck and neck and really doing well, as opposed to not meeting the occasion. And it doesn't yeah. sound like that. It yeah. sounds like they're stepping up and are, are ready to take the job. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't know who who's going to be the next Amir or the next Rex or whoever it is. Yeah. I mean, there's there's somebody in there, hopefully, who can fill that place. Oh, that would be awesome. Now, okay, being a media man your whole life, uh, what was your reaction when you heard that uh, the the Pac-12 was giving up their two best schools oh. to come to the Big Ten? I don't know. I'm I, I'm scared for the future of college football. I just I don't I don't know. I mm-hmm. the there's uncertainty of it, and um, it'll be really interesting. Those <laughs> Maryland to Los Angeles road trips <laughs> that, <laughs> yeah. that I doubt will happen too often, but yeah. I mean they're gonna have to. It'll yes. it'll have to happen, right? If they're part of the Big Ten, so absolutely. Um, I don't know. We'll see what it looks like with the yeah. if they do the pods where it's like four teams and four teams and four teams and four teams. And if Nebraska ends up in the West pod, we might have a lot of trips to Los Angeles <laughs> in the near future. And what? that means UCLA is going to probably have to end up playing a lot of games in the snow at some point, which yeah. will be, that'll be fun for us. Absolutely. I can't wait for Southern Cal to head up to Wisconsin yep. in, uh, in uh, November. 
That would be and, great. Uh, wouldn't that be good? Uh, speaking of which, then, too, uh, this, this media, uh, the story broke this week of this uh, mega media deal that the Big Ten is mm-hmm. doing. Like a, mm-hmm. was that a? Seven a, billion dollars. Seven, with a B over Over billion. seven years, I think. Yeah, yeah so a billion dollars a year. Yeah. For the, is this just, it just seems impossible that uh, these numbers can keep going up this way. But it, it I, I, is is a part of that, this spread uh, from coast to coast? I, I think so. I I think the just the attraction of now having, because they already had Chicago, mm-hmm. uh, Rutgers gave them New York, and now they've got Los Angeles. So your three biggest media markets in the entire country are Big Ten markets. Yeah. Um, and then you work in that a rabid fan base like Nebraska that – uh, will draw as many people as any other school in the conference, uh, both in person and watching. And yeah. what they care about is the watching. And so I think yeah. it's a, a giant media deal. Um, it's going to be really fun, I think, to watch Husker football games on like CBS in the afternoon sometimes. And it sounds like NBC gets the primetime games. So yeah. uh, I'm not sure what their broadcast crew is like, if that's – if that's Mike Tirico or or whoever is end up ends up doing those, but uh, I could get used to Brad Nessler calling Husker football games on CBS. That that'll be pretty fun. He used to. I mean, he's an old ESPN voice and ABC, yeah, so yeah. that'll be cool to hear him doing those. No, that'll be awesome. Hey, just want to thank you so much for taking time to come down and, yeah. and uh, catch up a little bit. And we're going to catch up a little bit more on the market to market. Yes, we're, we're it's slow catching up, but we'll catch up. Slow catching I don't up. Think, but... I think you and I will be the, the least <laughs> fleet of foot on our team, probably. Well, I, between you and I, it's going to be uh, me the least fleet of foot. But <laughs> it's, still, it's still fun. It's oh yeah, that's 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 just such a fun day. Yeah. Um. And I don't. Is there a game that day, or is that one of the off days? Uh, that might be an off day. Unclear. If you yeah. are following a Husker football game while running, that's fun. It is fun. Just thank you for being here today. Yeah. Appreciate thanks for having you, Cody. Me. And uh, and uh, if you uh, don't don't forget to to catch Cody here on the Team Jack Thon September 29th. It's a friendly fire Saturday. Stu Kearns saying, think about it, talk about it. We'll see you next week.